Hello, and thank you for joining us once again. I am your host, Absolute Chaos. And I am your other host, Novian Matter. And today we are doing a continuation of A Story of Police Corruption, Part 2, with our special guest, Laura C. Flores. Thank you so much for joining us once again on this Part 2 episode to update the audience on what is going on. My name is Laura Flores, and I'm here to tell you some other part of my so many years story that I was going to a lot of bullying and persecution, harassment, and uh, very toxic divorce. I was started a divorce, but I never got divorced because I paid so much money to my lawyer, Joseph Neros, for 11 years, and I never got divorced. So, meanwhile, all these years, for like 10 years or more, I was harassed, bullied, oppressed by the uh, law enforcement in McAllen, Texas. And uh, they, they do so many things to me that I want for you guys to know the story because they, I tried to put it on the on the media and the newspaper and I, I get blocked. I couldn't hire any lawyers to help me. But I want the most thing that I want is my story to go out. So they will they will uh, know that uh, my my story is going out because you guys are, are gonna hear it and are hearing me tell you that this is a, a real, real story for so many years that I was being oppressed. They used to, they used to put a lot of traps on me, like uh, they have, a, the government, they have a lot of people that work for them, like uh, families with kids, very well trained. They speak a, a lot of languages, like five languages, and uh, they. Uh, I want to let you know all the 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 tricks and the traps that they do to me, because they have like people uh, in cultures that work for them, and uh, they have people with. Uh, oxygen tanks driving but they they work for them they have a lot of people sick with their parents they work for them and they used to do a lot of traps like if I was when I was taking my kids to the school they were uh, parked and run away they were cutting me off, or uh, if in the stop sign, it was uh, an elderly person with a butcher just waiting for me that I was gonna, I needed to pass through them, to them, and he was right away crossing in front of me 
to see if I can uh, hit him and then they can claim the insurance. They all after the money and uh, they also out of my house in the street on 29 there used to there's the school there is no uh, stop for the school bus with the kids to stop there but they will stop there and when I was passing by the kid the kids they, they were running in front of my escalate but uh, I knew the uh, the trap so I slow down and there is a person in, uh, next to me that they work for them that she oh, uh, almost run over the kid so 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 many traps that they do to me that they did it and they they keep doing it but uh, not that much like they used to but uh, some other uh, things that uh, they used to when I was going to the restaurant they used to offer me like bottles of wine free but uh, uh, I'm a Christian so I don't drink but if I should have drink it they were away. If I was driving, they would call the police on me because uh, I was I was drunk. If I drink those bottles of wine, but uh, I didn't fall for the the traps. Thank God. So, just to give a synopsis of what I'm gathering, it all started with an messy divorce or in 2005 it was supposed to be normal and then it was supposed to be your typical run-of-the-mill like gentleman estranged husband basically paying for PIs but then it just turned into this whole organization of different people literally bringing their children onto it you couldn't leave the house because you didn't know who to trust. You didn't know who um, was there to hurt you or not. You couldn't go to a restaurant. You didn't know what was in the wine. Or if you did drink the wine, for if you fought, fell for a trap, like you're saying, it was you would leave and then suddenly it was just such a coincidence there'd be a cop there ready to... Um, give you an alcohol breathalyzer and it just is astonishing because it makes you wonder me as your daughter what kind of organization was Frank Flores involved in I do want to point out that even if it may seem outlandish for the kid thing it's not because when he was alive, he did admit to chaos and I, and me specifically, when I was in ninth grade, he himself approached me when I was in school to try to pay me off to watch his daughter. I guess at the time he didn't think we were that good friends, and I told him to screw off. Uh, but he did tell chaos that he did have our own schoolmates, like, paying, paid off to spy on us. I'm not sure 
what he gained of it other than keeping an eye on us, but that was something that did happen. And it's not even just whatever organization he was involved in because he took credit, but who knows if it was all just him or he was involved in something bigger. There is countless organizations, for, for example, Scientology, who do these cult-like attributions and behaviors. We literally just watched a cult-like behavior of people of all sizes and shapes, colors and ages at the Capitol, people. So it's not far-fetched to think that this was going on in the early 2000s and it was going on here in our backyard in freaking South Texas. And there's probably multiple neighborhoods of cult-like ritualistic and just awful behavior. So... In our case, these people that came from 2005 to 2017, because this is the time frame of the lengthy stalling and drag out of my parents, like never officially divorcing and always in the process because of him stalling. It's just crazy to think how he stalled it, what he was after, the money he must have put into it and how there were so many people there of different ages and sizes willing to help this situation just ignite. And for me, it's just like, I was present. I also had many conversations. A lot of the time, I always laughed at him or I always like couldn't believe he could manifest this. But the problem is that I don't, in my opinion, I know of what we've lived through. I just believe he didn't do it alone. I believe he had help. And I believe whatever help he got himself involved in, it blew up in his face. That is my opinion. Because even now, people, that my father has been dead since 2017, now we start, since the first episode aired, we have started seeing behavior on our part of different government agent tags. Maybe they're fake, maybe they're not, because I'm not going to put it past this cult-like behavior or for, for it to be maybe just people, decoys, whatever. We simply do not know, and... Uh, Novi and Harmony and I can theorize, but the one that's been terrorized and has been actually identified by different government agents and different um, local PD is sheriffs, U.S. marshals, um, different branches, different different branches of um, um, authority, like the border patrol and constables, has been my mother. And they pick and choose when to identify themselves. This is all strategy. And sometimes I was there when I was a teenager and was just thinking about life, not thinking about this now here years later. But this is still going on and he's dead. So this tells me there is something more to this than meets the eye. So I remember when... Um when I was getting out of my house, 
they like uh, a lot of the law enforcement they came when the divorce uh, started and I, they bought all a lot of houses around my my house and when I was going out they were flew around me one on this side the other one on another side and in front of me and tried to cut me and uh, sometimes they the police they they would park in this side and uh, in the church they used to always be there near to my house and when I was going out of course they were following me following me to see uh, if they can give me a ticket or uh, the DPS they used to park at the Walmart because I live nearby a Walmart so they were there just park and when I was passing through to Walmart he was coming on on back of my my truck my escalator and uh, all the time they was just parked in the the McAllen PD they were parked in the church even the the chief of police told me oh yes I know I know that they always park at the church and I said yes because they were harassing me and following me and tried to give me a ticket so that was not uh, not fair that they spend the the taxpayers' money just to follow follow me that I didn't commit any crime, and uh, my the father of my kids, they he paid them millions and millions to get me crazy and destroy me, and then when they see that uh, he was the one who was wrong. He got crazy and he died. So this is a true story. Maybe someday someone can hear my story and make a, a movie of, of uh, this so much bullying, so many years of harassment and oppression. What you were talking about earlier, I want to uh, clue in the listeners um, in a little bit more specific detail. Just for some update and pre-context, after the initial episode that was in November to now, we were not able to successfully find representation, but we will not stop trying to get this story out there because it is one whopper of a story and it is deserved and respected and believed it needs to get out there it i know there's so many stories already going out and this is one hell of a story in my opinion and it just if i can push it or help it manifest it because this is just bluntly oppression, bullying, stalking. This is insane behavior acts of these men who identified themselves and, and women and children 
whether they claimed to be working for Frank Flores or they claimed to be working for another branch, whatever this was, it, it was some kind of a movement and it did not die with him and it deserves to be said and she deserves her own platform. And I will be here to give it to her. No VN will be here to give it to her. And I know that you are, as the listeners are listening in and I thank you. We, as far as getting legal representation, our deadline for one case has faltered, but it's still not the end. They could still come back and restart a new case for us. And we just, we want it to end. Of course, we want the brutality to end. Nobody wants to be spending this many years going through all of this nonsense for who knows what reason? It, exactly, truly, 100% concretely. Who knows what reason? Whether it died with Frank Flores or whether it's just purely 100% is still like in these other branches with these other people. I personally think just being conspiracy here that he had a silent partner and this silent partner is still out there. That's my true opinion. And until I guess that gets unproven, I don't want to take it off the slate. Now as an adult, really thinking back on every conversation I ever had with my father, on everything I ever observed about him, and every weirdness, insaneness that went on me growing up with my mother and my father in their own separate houses with the weird meanings with the whole weird behavior i just there's so much to it and if everyone is going to get the chance at getting a platform for their different acts of abuse there is absolutely no reason that this wonderfully latin person of color woman that's held this strong should be silenced no more. We are in a new era. Trump is out of office. Thank every energy in existence. And Kamala's here. It's going on in, in cults like Scientology and other such cults like Leah Remini, um, Kamala Harris. All of these people are coming out. They're coming out. There's people coming out on TikTok. There's people coming out on everywhere. And it can happen for color. It can happen for any reason. And we still don't know exactly why it's happening here. But we aren't going to just say and write this off as, oh, it's just coincidence. Or, oh, you're just crazy. No. If this was happening to you, you wouldn't think so. I would like to also add that since the November episode, uh, strange, I guess, vehicles have started uh, pursuing myself and a friend of mine. Uh, Chaos is usually out on the road. She's a truck driver. So, I, I mean, I doubt someone's going to follow her around the 50 states or 48 states. But uh, me being home uh, since this whole COVID thing started, I, we live in a gated community. 
there is a state trooper that lives here. However, I have spoken to him, and he says that when he's home, he's off duty. He had no idea who I was. Uh, but I do have pictures of several local police authorities that have been parking here. And there is also two pickup trucks, a GMC Sierra that is white and a silver Toyota Tacoma with very, very blacked out windows who aren't normally here. Uh, I do speak to neighbors on the regular because I'm always outside walking my dogs. Uh, they aren't vehicles that are usually here. And I have one friend, I guess, that is like my designated uh, hangout buddy during this whole COVID thing who comes over regularly, and since he started coming over, uh, he also started mentioning that these same vehicles are now following him to his house and are parking at the end of his street. Now, I'm not sure what they would want with him, but I, at one point he did meet Frank Flores back in 2015, and he, did, he does remember having some conversations with him, but nothing of importance, but even to that extent, they're following a friend of ours who doesn't even have anything to do with anything. But that's how bad the harassment is. And he did notice and bring it up to me that he saw the strange behavior in these vehicles. And if you're someone who is conscious and aware of your surroundings, you get a feel for these things. You start realizing what is not normal, especially in your neighborhood. And for me, what is not normal are these two trucks, the uprising of local PD that has been around, and for my friend, also these trucks that never went in his neighborhood before, and yeah, there's that also. I also know that you mentioned, Novian, that they were aggressive on the road. They were aggressively pursuing you, almost ran you and the dogs over. This was also behavior that we were seeing way back when with my mother. Um, the aggressive manner of not, like, just pure uncare or for any life. It was insane. Weren't They were not um, afraid to hurt or at least intimidate with their vehicles. It almost felt as if they were trying to run you over. They would drive on the side of the on the sidewalk almost. This was stuff that we had seen when I was growing up. My mom had been in so many. She had to like guide herself out of traffic because of how aggressive sometimes they were. And sometimes when we would go walking at at where when I was growing up. Like, you would see these vehicles going just erratic behavior. You could just tell. When Novian speaks about, you start noticing your surroundings. These vehicles, whether it was my mom that was driving on the road, or whether it was Novian walking around the neighborhood, or our friend, or me, it was, they were not subtle, they were not pretending, and they you couldn't, it was, at first it's a question mark of like, am I being followed? But then it's like, okay, I'm seeing you everywhere. And then it's like, the person stops caring, whoever's in the vehicle, just legitimately stops caring of whether they see that they are aggressively pursuing you. And when I started hearing all of these other stories of cult-like behavior, PIs, the way that they act when they're being aggressive, 
even the government, like on just the shows, I started, it started like piecing things together. This is not normal. This is legitimate. This is not a coincidence. I am not crazy. This is going on. I'm going to record this insane acts of aggressive road rage, raging behavior. That's what I know that you've mentioned lately since the show aired. I remember that multiple times in my childhood. And this is what my mother is talking about when she talks about any kind of traps. It wasn't just strategic tra traps from the PD parking a car right outside her house to see if she was going to drive her car and she hadn't renewed her insurance and it only been a day, for example, and it could just have slipped her mind. And then they just stop her right outside the house. What a coincidence that that part, the uh, policeman was there. But it was also like the waiter at the restaurant she was eating at, if she was talking to someone that was a friend outside of the business and they were having lunch and she got randomly offered wine that supposedly it was on the house for some reason or another and then she would get in her car for example and like they would have a breathalyzer there like just this like oh i'm stopping you for suspicious behavior i have probable cause and it's like if you've been outside here how do you have probable cause how did you know how do you know like Unless you were tipped off. Unless you were paid off. And this was reoccurring, people. This was reoccurring all of the time. This is, was not just once or twice. This has been aggressive behavior for a, a huge period of time. Years in the making. And now Novian is noticing. And I know that Novian was asked... If he could be a part of the grander scheme of things, he was one of many classmates that my father spoke to me directly about saying that my classmates were following me or that he had people watching or that he paid off. I didn't know whether to believe him or not, but I did. I was paranoid enough in school that I solidified myself. I was in solitude. I barely spoke to anyone because I, and I was always testing people. And there was even people at my school, my high school, my middle school, that had came out and said that they did know my father one way or another. And they always blew my mind because I was like, how do you know him? He approached me, they'd say. Or someone sent, was sent in on behalf of him offering, like, to a teenager, to a preteen, 20, 50 bucks is a lot of money. So... At the time, he was offering that little money just to find out about my life. And uh, I used to, when uh, I have the businesses and I was running out, uh, going to La Grulla, it was we have one adult daycare there, and the sheriffs, and the DPS, they were always putting me, they were like a park in the, in the roads. And um, when I was, sometimes I was speeding because I had a meeting or I have, 
so many things to do so I was speeding so they were right away they the next day they were following me to see if uh, if they can give me a ticket the whole point of them is to get you out of money to run you out of money so you don't you can defend yourself and that's my situation that uh, I, I couldn't hire a lawyer and we try to a lot of the human rights organizations we send a lot of emails and lawyers for them or low-cost lawyers so they can uh, represent me but uh, of course I was we were blocked I was blocked 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 all the time with and we couldn't uh, get a lawyer but uh, and uh, I never had a ticket in my life because I'm always uh, praying before I, I go into the road or every time that I, I'm driving I pray before so they try really bad to give me a t ticket but uh, I had only one from the DPS that they were he was following me and uh, and it is so sad because I used to have so much respect for the for the law enforcement and I know that uh, not all of them they're the same but there is a lot of a lot of corrupt police and uh, when, uh, when my uh, husband tried to to that we were separated I know he tried to he paid them millions and millions so they can do these things to me but at the end like I said before he tried to get me crazy and the one that got crazy was him very sad and uh, when I go to the I went to the ER on where road here in McAllen and the I told them the the doctor and the nurses the RN that I had uh, urine infection because I have all the symptoms and they collect the urine sample and they told me that that no that I didn't have anything that I was fine so they they discharged me and I go home and, and I say couldn't be because I have the symptoms so I have like uh, the next two or three days I have an appointment with my OBGY and uh, they collect the urine sample and they say no you have a very bad urine infection so they try to do me harm on my health too so that's why uh, I want you to guys know that uh, they have people all over that they try to hurt, to hurt me and just to put more pre-context on going back real quick on the civil rights divisions we contacted at least 20 we contacted at least 15 lawyers four higher lawyers we emailed because we wanted documentation we wanted evidence and just simply put we got 
way too many denials for different reasons and there isn't any real resources everyone turned us away whether it was by phone which we couldn't record which is why we just started sending emails or text messages or waiting for voicemails to receive proof because those organizations are basically opening the door and allowing the communication to be recorded in that moment. And we just had so many rejection emails basically all saying the same thing, that they are fighting the good fight and that they cannot help in our area and um, that they are swamped with civil rights cases. So we just decided to update you as the listeners, let you know, but it does not mean that you need to be discouraged or silenced. Novian and I are still here, willing to put you on the podcast, wanting to spread your message like this empowering, insane story. It's one of many, and I'm pretty sure that there's a collective group of people out there suffering through this in their own unique way for whatever unique reason. If this was the unorganization as per my theory, there's probably so many families suffering right now in South Texas because whatever type of organization this is, there's multiple members. And if anyone tries to leave, they're going to get the same kind of literal crap that was happening to my mother. I cannot be the only one growing up in this, and I and there's probably so many adults that just haven't spoken out. They don't know what to do. There is no label for it, and because there's no label yet, like Scientology or a cult or whatever kind of combination, they're suffering. If you're out there, you're not alone. Novin? For now, all we can do is keep asking you, the listeners, if you have any info, any tips or advice for Mrs. Flores so that maybe she can obtain some kind of legal aid or counsel or help. All she wants is for this harassment, this bullying to stop, and that is all we want for her. And me personally, I would like to stop being followed too. It is annoying. So... If anyone has any questions, please send us something at utwhac at gmail.com. Contact us on our Facebook, which is facebook.com slash utwhack or utwhac. Message absolute chaos at instagram.com slash absolute chaos. Message me at instagram.com slash novian matter. Um... You can get a hold of us there. If you know us personally, you can also talk to us. Or anything helps. I would also like to add that I am going to start helping her set up her own TikTok, Facebook, that we will be posting on the show notes for Laura C. Flores in South Texas. If you want to get to know her, she will be sharing with you in her own way 100% on TikTok, Instagram. She wants to get social and Facebook and 
Um, we even submitted some Reddit for her. So there's that as well. Also, I would like to add on the side note that we are selling stickers. If you want to support the show, they are eco-friendly. They are advanced. <laughs> and we know that people don't want to overpay for a sticker. It's completely eco-friendly. It's completely compostable. For $2.99 if you want to support this show. If there's any other kind of way you'd like to support the show, you can donate to us. All links will be posted on our show notes. Thank you so much. This is Absolute Chaos signing off. I would like to thank you so much for your time and listening to my story. And uh, I'm going to keep uh, telling you some more things that the government used to get you trapped and hurt you. And uh, and hopefully next time you guys will be joining us. Thank you so, so much. This is Laura Flores. Yes, a part three for tips and tricks on how to not get trapped from the government. I can't wait for it. Once again, thank you folks for joining us on this episode of Universal Talks with Harmony and Chaos. This is me, Novian Matters, signing off. All links will be in the description of the show notes on whatever platform you are watching. Please go check them out. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful week.